Welcome to Investors Insights, where today's topic is higher taxes and inflation. Uh, we've been asked recently about our latest thoughts on the potential for tax increases this year. So I want to give an update on taxes because the market will be paying close attention to taxes in the coming months. So here is our latest thinking. Democrats want to pass a budget by the August recess, which we think is a pretty aggressive timeline. If they're successful in getting their budget passed in July, early August, the second step, the actual legislation will move forward in September or October. And so uh, the legislation will then have to put specific tax and spending increases to the top line numbers uh, that were specified in the budget. So while the market is viewing the lull in progress as a slowdown in momentum, we still do expect tax increases to pass by the end of the year. So uh, one, you know, we do caution that the process may be messy, though, over the next couple months. So our base case remains that we will see a 25% corporate tax rate up from 21%. We expect to see a 25 to 28% capital gain tax, dividend tax top rate up from 20% and a 39.6% highest personal income tax rate up from 37%. Uh, plus, we could, could see a modest estate tax change be enacted. But as always, with politics in Washington, our thoughts may and probably will change some over the next couple of months. So we'll keep everyone updated regarding taxes. But Trey, talk about inflation. If inflation is still a hot topic and causing volatility in the market. Give us an update on inflation. Yeah, absolutely. Inflation, which is normally kind of a behind the scenes uh, topic that we really dig into because of how it impacts the bond market and stock market, has really become a front page issue as people are seeing costs go up at the grocery store, at the pump, uh, housing. And so what we, we, we've been talking about it a lot here in the blog. And last week, uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about how lumber prices started to turn over, how copper started to turn over. So I wanted to go over a broader scope of, of commodity prices. And so you can see on this chart where, yes, you see that lumber is down nearly 70%. Uh, uh, steel is down nearly 17%. Wheat and corn are down 15% and nearly 12% respectively. Those are very important inputs. But what's also important to look at is how far they've moved above the 2019, 2016, 2019 average, they're still well above what was what was the pre-COVID average price. And so that's why you're still seeing inflation pressures, even though prices started to come down. So what we need to see from these prices for the federal chairman to be correct that, that inflation is transitory, which means it's temporary. Uh, the big push was that inflation will come only because there's bottlenecks in the supply chain due to, due to global coronavirus issues. As time passes, those bottlenecks should clear up and inflation should, should, should dissipate. We need to see these, this, this peaking where we've seen where this turnover in prices continue downward. So we saw momentum on the upside, and now we're hopefully we're going to see momentum on the downside. This is also connected to the tax bill where the, the average voter and consumers will, will unlikely be less, will be less supportive of higher taxes in a time period where they're already seeing higher prices. So it makes things like that much less popular. And so DC is watching this closely on, on timing of tax bills and timing of spending bills. Uh, the, the, the consumer is definitely watching it. You know, you see things like corn and wheat, and you, that's, that's the basis for a lot of our food. Even, even food that you don't eat, you may, not, you may not eat corn and wheat that often, but the food that you eat eats corn and wheat. And so it really is, just it gets to every part of the consumer. And so that's something we're watching very closely. And then also companies, are, are their profits are being driven by these prices. You notice that the, the average price is up double digits, but the costs at the store aren't up double digits. That's because the corporations right now are eating some of this cost increase. They can't do that forever. Eventually, they're going to have to pass on all this cost onto the consumer. So it's it, we're really in this midpoint where we got to see things kind of turn around. 
And we're, we're confident that hopefully this momentum will continue and will be very positive through the end of the year. And Adam, out of the market traded sideways last week, give an update on kind of the intermediate term technicals. Thanks, Bobby. And yeah, you and Trey both talked about a longer term approach, you know, coming through mid-year right now. Uh, we're a little bit past July and looking out towards the end of the year, I wanted to give a resistance and support level that kind of correlate back to what you're talking about. So for the S&P 500 is what we're tracking. We're looking at a resistance level of 4,500 right now with a support level of 4,100. So what that kind of means is for our resistance level, if we start to see the markets push up to that 4,500, we might see a more, more bullish pattern. And if we see it kind of drop near that 4,100 level, we might see a more bullish, a bearish pattern in the market. So that's something important to look out for going out towards the end of the year. Yeah, so we are following uh, inflation carefully and any changes in tax policy because that will impact the market. So over the next couple of months, we'll continue to keep you updated on those two topics. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, call us. We hope everyone has a great week. Thanks for watching.